privilege to be able together, especially for the reason we have it. I know I'll repeat some things fairly often, but many times we take for granted what we're given. We take for granted what we have. Because I can guarantee you and show you all the evidence that you might need or want that there are many, many places in this world cannot have what we've got this morning. Amen. I know that's hard to visualize because we've been, again, blessed with so much. And so much freedom. So much ability to go where we want to go, do what we want to do. Even act like we want to act. Be that good or bad. But, uh, been a lot said, and I kind of noticed and conversed with people about it. It's kind of a fact of general conversation as of late. When I say as of late, I guess really for by now, a couple or three years. And that's very noticeable. Let me just use one word this morning history. History. What in the world is history? Well, history is something that there's every effort being made to remove from the public schools of America. Just the history of our country. The history of what people did long ago or maybe not so long ago. History is made every day, every second of every day. Now, there's a flag over here to my right, your left. And tomorrow we will celebrate, we will remember many who have fallen for that flag. And when they fell for that flag, they fell for this country. And when they fell for this country, they fell for you and everybody that would be a part of this country. Uh, we call it the supreme sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice. Um, they made history. And I don't know what the count is, but it's huge. It's more than we want to talk about. I'm not ministering or preaching this morning on so much what man has done, but in all the respect and honor uh, absolutely do, we honor today those of our military, those um, that did pay the ultimate sacrifice for the freedom of this country, for our freedom. But I have to say that uh, when history is removed, that's a beginning of freedom being removed. So honors and respect and thanks and appreciation to all from the beginning shots of 17, 75 or 76, whenever it was, uh, that revolutionized this country from the stronghold that it was under to the various wars and things that have taken place since until the most current and all in between. A lot of things took place that we know nothing about, a lot of sacrifices made, and today we, uh, or tomorrow will be the day that those are honored. Now, in speaking of that, I'm speaking of Memorial Day. Memorials can only be brought about by memories. History is memories. Without memories, there's no history. Without memory, there's no memorial. At least proper. 
along with the many brave and valiant and courageous people that have perished in defense of this country. Before that, there were so many brave and courageous and faithful individuals that died for the furtherance of the gospel. Our Bible records that. The disciples themselves, barring I believe one, died of violent means. Their blood was shed. They stayed the course. They maintained the famous comment in Scripture to Paul. Finished my course. Fought a good fight. I want to guide you to the Gospel of John this morning. history and kind of touched on a little bit where does history come from well of course we know our past when did history begin I see the looks on some of your faces like I failed that test <laughs> where did it begin In speaking of history and actually history, most history, when you talk of it, speak of it, there's a beginning and there's 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 an end, at least of whatever element might have been involved or whatever person might have been involved in their era of life on the earth. Their history is, if it was long ago and they passed, well, their history is, is uh, in permanent marks now. Uh, other people continue to make history as we go along, as I speak this morning. We're making history here today. We're part of the church. Uh, great things have happened in the kingdom of God since uh, history began. I'm going to tell you the answer to that. It's kind of inquisitive looking out there. When did it really? Let me say that. Nothing began without God. Amen. And God's always been. But when did history begin? John, in his writing in God's Word, John, Revelator, so responsible for writing 1st, 2nd, 3rd John and the book of Revelations. In this particular book uh, that we know it as a book in the Gospel of John, he wrote pretty much specifically of the deity of Christ. And he stressed it. Because of the utmost, it is most important that we all understand and know and accept by faith the deity of Christ. Well, what does that mean? That Christ was the Son of God. That he is the King of kings and Lord of lords. But John, in his beginning writing, he, he said something here, and we've often used that. I have in different sermons. I think I preached on this a few years ago, at least along the same lines. And he says something in the very beginning. And this kind of reflects back on what I was saying earlier about taking things for granted and history being removed. And if history is removed, then we don't know anything about history. Well, what I've spoken of, and this, this, this thing I'm talking about in our country, folks, is a rapid, uh, just rapidly taking place. 
Uh, I hear it all the time when I'm talking about history being removed. Uh, again, for the purpose of, and there's a lot of devious purpose behind that. Because if you take the, the history and the reason for history from among the young people, before long you've got the young people because they don't know anything about what sacrifices were made for them in the past. But you see what creeps into the world also creeps into the church. It's great to remember Memorial Day. We are bound to that matter of fact. Let us be bound to it. Not just the day on the calendar. Not just a name on a tombstone somewhere. But what that life did. what their history was about. Maybe mostly, again, what they did for me or us. We tend to let that go very easily if we're not careful. And we can even, and this is the question of today, what difference does history make? That's things in the past. We need to be getting things right now and stressing towards the future. Well, of course. If you only live in the present and in the future, you can be easily victimized, taken for advantage, literally made slaves. That's kind of a free part of this. Be vigilant, be watchful, huh? So, in John's writing here, along with everything I've already said, in verse 1 of chapter 1 the first three words we see are in the beginning well in the beginning now we're here today and we know the Bible is old what is he talking about when he says in the beginning was it when Jesus was a babe in a feed trough in a manger in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago was that the beginning Was the beginning when Noah built the ark? Was the beginning when others, great men and women of the Bible, did what they did and added to the history of, of the kingdom of God and the furtherance of, of the gospel and everything that was, was done in, in the realm of the, the vast history behind it? What John is citing here, when he says, in the beginning... We could literally look at this, this word beginning, and we could frame it this way. And what has always been. Now, here a week or so, I had an illustration of this, particulars of it in, in a sermon or a teaching. And that what has always been, because God has always been, there's no starting place for God. He has always been existing. That kind of creates a great disability in our minds to comprehend that. That's where faith comes in. Faith is the key element of the Word of God for a believer, right? Faith. So he said in the beginning was the Word. Now, how did we switch from Memorial Day to in the beginning was the Word? 
because I mentioned the church a moment ago, if you were paying attention, if you remember. In the beginning was the Word because the Word that John is speaking of here is Jesus Christ. See, God is a supernatural, powerful, all-powerful, more powerful than we know, more supernatural than the Word even gets, gets credit to. That's just an earthly term that we kind of have to use because God's greater than even the Word. Amen. But the concept is when God conceives thought... He speaks it into existence, but the point here, the Word, as the Scripture said, the Word was present in the beginning, which was what has always been. There's not a starting point where the Word kicks into earthly existence and begins to do things. Okay? Speaking of Jesus, God had a plan in the beginning. God spoke that plan into existence. He spoke His Son to earth to become the Savior of mankind, the Lord of all, to perform His ministry on earth. We could say here began the gospel of Jesus Christ, although it began long before because it had no starting point. This can get confusing if you don't understand it properly. Now he goes on and he says, and the Word was with God. In other words, the Word come from God because it was with God, the Word Amen. being Christ. Amen. Christ is all-powerful. Christ is almighty. Many see him as nobody but a fleshly man that walked the earth for 33 and a half years and when he was gone, that's the end of Jesus. No. He's always been. He's always been with God. From God. The Father-Son relationship, the, the, the second person of the Trinity was the Word, was Christ, was Jesus. God was the first. The Holy Spirit's the third. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This Amen. is praising material this morning. Amen. So where are we going with all this? Okay. So in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Then he says, and the Word was God. Amen. It goes back to the power. That goes back to the ability. That goes back. Uh, Jesus was everything God was. Jesus is everything God is. Jesus will always be everything God will be because God doesn't have a beginning and he doesn't have an end. He is an eternal being. He's promised us a life of eternity if we will but through faith believe upon His Son Jesus upon the Word and receive Him into our hearts and our lives and repent of our sins and turn around and follow Him. He's promised us in this place called eternity and the great heaven which is a huge part of that. Excites us. Now, the same was in the beginning with God. So where do we go from here? What about history? I've spoken of the, or those, who throughout the course of our history, throughout really the course of the world, since its creation. What about that? Well, was creation the beginning? Genesis 1-1 says in the beginning. 
You look in your Bible, that's what it says. That wasn't even the beginning because God was before that. Jesus was before that. The Trinity was before that. In that beginning, just so as you know, it wasn't a big bang that created the beginning of creation. It wasn't a microscopic bug that wandered out of the water somewhere and grew feathers or fur and become us. <laughs> or an animal. You ever think about that? You ever think about the meticulous <coughs> creation? Besides, I was thinking about that. Fairness, I was thinking, well, if that be the case, if a, something wiggled out of the water and grew feathers and become a bird, how come there's so many birds that all of them's got a particular tweak of their own? <clears throat> Lions roar, but bears growl. Cricket chirps, but a frog croaks. I'm kind of giving you a history lesson here, by the way. Okay? <laughs> Creation. That wasn't even the beginning. In speaking of remembering history and the church of all institutions on earth, I mean, our kids need to know history, but the church of all institutions on earth, the people of the church, need to know history. This history. You can't know Jesus unless you know history. Because he is forever, right? Forever backwards and forever forwards and always will be. But I'm getting to a point here. Yes, indeed, tomorrow there will be a memory. There will the, the national holiday. I believe uh, I'm not. There's teachers here. A teacher I know that might correct me on this. That's okay if you do. I think it was President Eisenhower back in the '50s that designated Memorial Day. I think could be wrong, but I think it was. W wonderful thing should be honored. But see, when it comes to the church, although we should respect that as well, absolutely taking nothing away from this national thing that's going well that brings me to another question how many people see Memorial Day as nothing but a holiday how many actually visit cemeteries and say I know they're, I know they're from here thank you how many parents even tell their children what it's all about oh it's just a lake day let's go skiing what it's about I'm not knocking that either. But in John's words, according with an <coughs> earthly celebration, and I, I'm kind of tend not to want to use that word, but it, it's a celebration to the fallen uh, for what they did. Um, but in John's words, and how the church, we need to be able to reflect on the greatest soldier that ever lived. Amen. His name is Jesus. Amen. And not forgive him. Not do away with history. Folks, I'm telling, I know what I'm talking about. It's crept in and it's growing. 
See, you can remove history when you put other things in the place of it. Let me give you an indicator. In the last number of years, there's an astounding amount of churches who's removed the crosses out of their buildings, off their signs, anywhere that's visual. What's that do? Well, that's just an object. Oh, yeah, you got that right. It is definitely an object. But the greatest soldier that ever lived hung on the cross. Amen. And what he did was of proportions that you and I nor no one else can even ever really begin to understand. Although what he did brought us to a place that we could be near God, right next to God, be called a child of God, a son of God, a daughter of God, because he shed his blood on that cross. He was wounded. I love to talk to Purple Heart recipients, Medal of Honor recipients. At least some of them. Most time, that's some of them posthumously. But the work of the cross, the Lord that bore, and and I believe, even though Jesus was wounded by the spikes in his hands and feet and the torment of those who held him and being the Romans and, and the pleads by the uh, religious authorities of the day, by the way, to crucify, crucify, crucify. I believe that his wounds so much were not those that bled his blood, even the piercing of his side. What I believe really that Christ, if you want to say he died, actually he yielded himself. He died of a broken heart. Because weighing upon his heart, upon his shoulders, was the entirety of the sins of the world, which again is one tremendous load that we can't even begin to try to uh, comprehend or calculate. But it's huge. So, in the church's need be gratefulness, memory of and it's greater than memory of first of all it's not just one calendar day of year that God calls us to reflect and remember and to recognize it's every day every day we've had 45, 46 commanders in chief, presidents, correct? I may be off a little. They all had power from George Washington forward. See, I know my history a little bit. Forward, they had great power. Uh, The presidents of America have been established for hundreds of years of being the most powerful person in the world. They hold their fingers basically on the nuclear button. They say go here and they go there. They say do that, they do that. They order the military. They are the chief commanding officer of the military solely. They bear a lot of power. Tremendous bounty, ability and responsibility. 
But here, back to the church, we've got a commander-in-chief of the armies of heaven Amen. that was in existence with God, as John says, forever backwards, forever forwards, and now. And the powers that he was through God, he is through God, and will continue to be through God, or the energy and the strength and the power and the ability that the church must continue to have to thrive and to go forward. The attempts that's being made to strip that away in whatever form it takes, and I'll say this, when preaching begins to lighten, less souls are convicted. When, when things are diverted away from what took place on the cross to other... Um, Theatrics, and I used that term this morning in Sunday school, to a lot of things that the church has fallen into, every part of that taking away from the emphasis of the cross, from that one, the only one that was able to do anything and did for the sins of mankind that they could be completely freed and cleansed by the blood that he shed, by the sacrifice that he became, None of the other 45 or 46 can do anything like that. They can order a button pushed and blow the entire world up. But that is a very small thing compared to eternity. Think about that. That's just a pinhead. What Christ did, he did not only while we live here and we can walk in the freedom, if you will, freedom, the cross gave us freedom. The shed blood gave us freedom. It gave amen, us a spiritual amen. freedom. It gave us a freedom that we could enter into this eternity in which the Bible is speaking of here and be a part of that forevermore in the heavenly kingdom of God which Jesus said in John 14 he was going to prepare a place for us and that where he would, mm, glory, glory, he'd come back and get us and we could be there also. Amen. The thanks and the memorials, the recognition, the gratefulness. This goes beyond merely waving a, a flag. It's, it's being ever conscious. Ever conscious. I want to guide you back up the road here just a little bit in Scripture, back up, backing up into the book of, of Luke. Had it not been for Christ, the second person of the Trinity, again, Father God being the first, Him being part of God, was God, the Holy Spirit, if it had not been for Christ, sacrificing Him, ultimate sacrifice, huh? If it had not been for Him sacrificing Himself, you know, the four Gospels record the moment Christ died. Matthew says uh, he yielded up the ghost. Uh, Mark, Luke, and John say he gave up the ghost. That literally means took his last breath. In the pain and the anguish and the torture and everything associated. He did not forget. 
his purpose. As he said, I could call a legion of angels and they'd come get me right now. But he didn't forget his cause. He didn't forget his purpose. He didn't forget the will of God. Because he knew what he was doing would be giving the spiritual freedom to generations forward, including ours. What a courageous soldier, huh? But he was more than a soldier. Again, he was the general. They hung a general. Not an earthly general. Again, the general of the armies of heaven. Lord. Okay. Starting with verse 49 of the last chapter in Luke, right above John, is in my Bible anyway. It says, And behold, this is Jesus speaking, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry you in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Through the name of Jesus, through the gift and the coming of the Holy Spirit, the church receives power from on high, right? Jesus said it himself, I know I've said this many times, when he was prepared to leave and ascend to the Father, he said, I'm going away, but I'm sending you another comforter. Comforter, again, does not merely mean somebody that's going to pat you on the back a little bit. Comforter contains the power of God, the abilities of God. He's the third person of the Trinity. He also comes from the Father. Now look what he says. How do we remember, let me ask you, how do we remember history? How do we remember what Jesus did? How do we remember what God did? How do we even remember what God did yesterday? How many times we forget that? We don't pay attention. We take it for granted. Look here. I want to show you here. It says in verse 50, And he led them out as far as to Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass, while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. Now look at verse 52. And they worshipped him. You know what I see in that? Now he just left. But what they did right there is what the church needs to be doing right now. Worshipping him. Why did they worship him? First of all, because he's worthy. He's God. He's Jesus. And return to Jerusalem with great joy. You might not see that in this, but that is awesome memory. They returned and they went back with great joy. They worshipped him. And what's speaking here is they continued in this. I'll show you. Last verse. And were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. What am I saying? Worship and praise in a huge way is remembering God, remembering Jesus, putting our memory of that into a constant reflection and recognition of the work of the cross and the blessedness of Jesus that he brought and delivered to us, God himself sending him, Jesus, 
voluntarily coming to be the sacrifice of the sins of the world, if the church is constantly reminded of that and constantly in memorial and remembering by and through praise and worship, which I don't know about you, but it, when I really begin praising and worshiping, things begin coming, scriptures come to me, uh, uh, history of the Bible, there's a lot of things that come to me when we're really praising and worshiping. But I'm backing up to where I started. If history is removed and history is taken away, if the elements of it all is removed and taken out of sight, if it's removed from our hearts, if we're too busy in life, if we've got too much going on, history begins to fade. So in the church as it does in the world. I believe this is a call on the eve of the National Calendar Day, a Memorial Day, call to the church. Yes, pay tribute. Stop and get these little ones and tell them what tomorrow is about instead of splish splash and have a good time. See, the more these things are taken away and removed and diminished and forgotten, it doesn't mean anything eventually. Well, figure. So is that. So it's up to the church of today. Myself, us, the general church. Remember. Now, there's a little difference in our general. A lot of generals have died on this earth. Globally. They all got great honors. Presidents have died. Oh, they lay in their rotundas in the Capitol and people pass by them and on them. Great. Okay. Good. Awesome. Our general came back to life. Amen. 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 Uh, our commander came back to life. Three days after he died. Because that was in the plan, too. Mm -hmm. Do you know him this morning? Do you appreciate him this morning? Can you say thank you, Jesus? Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Can you say, I'll never forget you, Lord. Yeah. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand right now. You know, the Bible says that in a scripture it says God has a book of remembrance. A book of remembrance. That struck me one day I was reading and I thought, wow, God's got a book of remembrance. It's not like God can't remember anything unless it's your sins that you give to him and they're washed in the blood, then he don't remember those. Isn't that amazing? And aren't you glad? Oh yes. I am. You know, maybe hopefully, if if you kind of drifted and this has kind of become uh, distant to you, or maybe your vision's kind of faded away, uh, I hope you've been refreshed this morning. Um, keep your eyes on the cross, on Jesus. Is what I'm saying. The cross is empty. Heaven's throne is not. One of these days, we're going to see Him. Man. What a day 
that will be when my Savior I shall see. Amen. God bless all of you. It's like the Yaka sponge. I love it. This sponge, you know, it goes out and you can hear it go. Y'all hear that? Anybody hear that? Besides me? Just open it up. Truly. Um, make Christ your everything if you haven't. If you never have, you can do that here this morning. I'll lead you to Jesus. And thank you, Lord, you've been led. All you got to do is move. I'm just here as the instrument. So pray with me. If there's anyone this morning before we dismiss, um, give you an opportunity right now, an invitation. Come. Receive Jesus this morning. Let me tell you something. Receiving the Lord is not wishful thinking. It's not a thought. It's not an no. idea. It's an action. That's why you're called to profess Him. To yield unto Him. To give unto Him. It's alive. Is anybody this morning before we dismiss? And you're just a mom. Those of you that have, aren't you glad you have? Life changes. Life changes. One of these days, I'm closing with this. History's going to close. And eternity begins. See, eternity has no reason to record historical events. Because it's always. But what you did here now it's going to make all the difference either you did or you didn't don't make your history by refusing the Lord make your future by accepting Him Amen.